Hello everyone, welcome to Brands Tech. This episode of Discussions will begin in just one moment. So please stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Brandon and welcome back to the discussion series right here on Brands Tech. I really hope that everyone's been doing well. And so today I'm happy to once again have my co-host Kyle. Thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here and I'm ready for this interesting discussion. That is really great to hear. And so first of all, I will start off by asking, how are you doing today? I've been doing well. I've been catching up on uh, a book I was reading. It was pretty good. That is great to hear. And so today's topic is digital well-being. And I know this is a really you know, prevalent topic, especially now in 2021. It's, I'm still getting used to that and it's almost the end of the year. But, but yeah, 2021, yeah, this digital well-being has become such a major part of, you know, of our lives. And especially like throughout this whole past you know, you know, year and a half, two years. And I mean, yeah, it's hard to believe like how far we've come within this time. And so... And so before I get too much into my thoughts or any questions, is there any thoughts or anything that you would like to say as we get started with this episode? If we're just, are we just starting this discussion? Yes. Okay. Well then I guess I can just start us off with like, what is a question just for you? What is your um, experience recently having to do with technology? Do you think the internet is a safe place to be or do you think it provides a lot of like risks when surfing the web even when it comes to things that might seem harmless like shopping all right so for me i think in terms of like traditional internet use i would say that the internet i would i would say for an average user i would say mildly safe not maybe even towards the moderate side and the reason i say that is because a lot of times for an average user you're not going to get too far deep into the internet where you're going to get to a lot of the you know the less safe sites there's been a lot of improvements over the past few years to ensure that you know that you don't go past what is the quote-unquote approved internet you know like the general sites like google yahoo bing you know and all of the their major search results i think the harder things when you get further in, deeper in, and and you're like, okay, well now I'm trying to you know purchase something, or you know whatever the case is. In which case you need to be a little more cautious and yeah have those digital literacy skills to you know go through it. Like if there's a random website on you know super cheap sketchyobjects.com, don't click on it. Now if someone actually owns that press, I do apologize if you are a reputable site. Um, I have personally looked, but but yeah i I would definitely be cautious of sites such as such as that definitely and i think also linking that topic with this one i do think that when it comes to internet security and stuff like that it's best to be aware having two two-factor authentication is usually important for things like Google, where you have a lot of things dealing with like work, school, stuff like that, even emailing between friends. It's best to keep that information private and make sure no one has access to it. I also think that with the increase in technology, there's been a really good 
increase with like overall internet security with like um with like programs to keep i guess people from accessing getting your like ip address from um, like a wi-fi signal or something like that um i think it's called a vpn right yes it works something like that but um I've been seeing a lot being promoted more recently, and it's good to see that people are looking towards taking their online security more seriously. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, even going more towards the traditional realm of yeah, digital well-being as well. You know, in addition to having those digital literacy skills and knowing which sites are safe and not safe, and also a big indicator of that as well is you know the web address as opposed to HTTP. Yeah, in the beginning of the um, website, the one that's generally HTTPS is generally more secure. If there is an option, not to every website has an option for one or the other, but you know, a quick note for those listening as well. But, you know, but I think also, you know, it's like we use a lot of computers and the internet and technology, you know, like every single day. And I mean, we're even doing that right now. We're on a computer, we're on Zoom, we're, you know, we're probably also have our phones off to the side as well. And, you know, so much technology all around us. And yeah, it's like, it's not anything we can avoid. Like, we can't just say, you know, I will never buy a phone, no problem. It's not that simple. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to that, we're kind of like, we have to sort of adapt to this sort of climate where we're all in where basically all of our work, well, not all of it, but most of our work, school, and our recreational times are spent on our devices, whether it's your phone or computer. And with that, it's just best to be as safe as possible, taking measures to making sure that we don't accidentally slip up. Which is why I am very cautious when I ever have, whenever I'm trying to pay for something, very cautious whenever I'm like, it asks me, like, do you want to save this card or something? And it's like, I usually always put no, just, just in case. I'm pretty sure Google, the way Google does things, it makes it safe and it's like on your computer. But at the same time, things can happen. Like, you know, what if like, your computer gets taken and somehow they have access to it? And it's just like, you can't really do much from there. Yeah, that is very true. And I, I completely agree with that. And, and even like, you know, in terms of technology as well, it's like, you know, like you said, with us using it, yeah. You know, and even if we're not, you know, using it ourselves, you know, firsthand, we're almost certainly using it secondhand, you know, through people. It's like, even if you go to like a business, a lot of times they're using computers. They're not having like, you know, calculators with receipts or anything. That That's really not how things are done. They're using the computers. They're using systems. And even like fast food restaurants like McDonald's, Wendy's, and all of them, it's like, they all now have screens for you to go order when you walk in now. I'm mean, at least pre-pandemic. I'm not sure about as of right now at the time this is either recording or releasing. I really think honestly that it's not all technology requires. I feel like not all technology requires like a certain amount of safety. Like you can use technology without having to worry about safety. Like simple things like calculators and cash registers and job in the workplace. But pretty much almost everything else requires a certain level of security. What do you think are like some of the best ways to stay secure and safe in the web? So for me, 
you know, going back to what I said a few times is definitely those digital literacy skills. Yeah, you don't need to take a whole class for it, which I actually did take a whole class. I really enjoyed that class. Um, so if anyone from my class is listening, hello, nice to meet you. But, you know, but I think having those skills is really important, knowing, you know, what's a, you know, what's a reputable site? What's a non-reputable site? You know, and you know, what is common for scammers? Like, for example, you always get those emails. I'm sure you do as well. You know, that are like, hey, whoever, you know, whoever you are, you know, you can save, you know, $30 a month if you go to my website, you know, and click on this big link right here. I'll link it a second time in case you want to click on it <laughs> and save a ton of money. But, you know, but they're like, or even the ones that, you know, sound really reputable, but they have a ton of misspellings on it. Right. I'm sure you've seen those as well. Definitely. But yeah, I would say definitely be wary of all of those. And then, yeah, and I actually spoke with a college cybersecurity major back a few months ago, I believe that released in July 2021, give or take. And one of the things that he said is, is to always make sure that for example, if you find a random USB or anything like that on the ground, do not plug it in. If you if if it's not yours and you don't know where it came from, don't plug it in. That's that's how a lot of people are able to get into your systems and yeah, and maybe even do some damage as well. Get especially like getting your password hacking into things. Just don't do it. Just just leave it or give it to whoever. Like if you're in a building, give it to the front desk. You know they'll they'll know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. Even though there's like a lot of factors to keep you safe from the internet. It's best to be really careful and have an open mind to what are the possible risks that you could have when doing certain actions, like putting in a USB into your computer or like um, accessing a Wi-Fi connection that's not as free and like public. It's best to be mindful. Not everything, it's not necessarily something bad can happen, but it's possible and it's good to just keep aware of those things. I do think it's also important to, I do think it's also important to keep in mind that um, just because it's, just because it sounds too good to be true probably means it is, uh, especially with emails you mentioned earlier. Uh, something that I like really liked watching were like YouTube videos where people would go and like purposely try to get themselves scammed to mess with the people involved. But that was kind of funny, I mean, just a little humorous, but obviously like always recommends the person doing the videos recommends not to go do this yourselves and stuff like that because there's still a lot of risk that can come from it, even though he's more experienced in that area, you know? It's just good to have an open mind when browsing the internet and things that, um, that could possibly lead to like, scams and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, and I think for the last few minutes, one thing I'd also like to touch on too is, yeah, and I think we had discussed this earlier in some other episodes that we have done is yeah, a lot of times because we're on these devices so much, it's like, yeah, it's it's harder to, you know. Anyway, one of the things I'd like to touch on for for the remainder of this time is definitely also like because we, you know, many of us constantly use these, you know, these devices and everything is is that, you know, we don't have a lot of time for doing yeah, for doing other stuff and making sure that, you know, that we also you know, are not just focused on our devices, but the surroundings around us and everything of that nature. And so, 
Yeah, in terms, and so Kyle, in terms of device usage, how often would you say that you tend to use your you know, devices or smartphones or computers or what have you? I know it's hard to really manage that now because you know, with almost everything on the computer, it's like, how do you really differentiate between you know your social viewing, so like you know your your YouTube, Instagram, and all of that between you know your schoolwork and your maybe even your job work and your research? It's it's hard to yeah yeah. When it comes to recreational use, I feel like I spend about maybe just an ex an estimate. I'd say about eight hours or so, not. So most of it is being passive, aka listening to music, whether it be like um, listening to something in the background while I'm like cooking or following instructions. Consider those like passive use of like you know recreational um, recreational uses for devices. When it comes to active use, like some stuff that I'm actually doing, like I guess responding to emails and like doing coding, working on um, classwork, studying for tests and stuff like that, and also preparing for the upcoming semester. I also feel like it's, um, I spend quite a bit of time when it comes to that because I practically use my computer for almost everything when it comes to notes, studying, lecture videos, and like um, instructional videos. And basically, um, yeah basically for school and work and stuff but um i'd say i spend quite a bit of time i don't really know because it varies from day to day uh, i guess i'd say about maybe also about eight hours or so i'd say but while on the topic of this i feel like it's better to when it comes to our time that we spend on our electronics it's better to keep that to it's better I'd say it's better to go not necessarily change how much time you spend, but change whatever time you have. Um, and you could be doing something else, you know, try other things, you know, to go for a walk because believe it or not, spending sitting all day on a screen is not going to help you long run in the future. So maybe going on a few walks might help you getting some exercise even if it's a little bit each day it really does count yeah i completely agree with that and i know for me you know for the past few months i have been you know constantly trying to improve not necessarily improve my screen usage time but more so you know decrease it and and as you said like i'm not doing it to decrease but rather to better evenly distribute my time and so yeah, if I have like five hours sitting around, as opposed to watching like a TV marathon of of stuff streaming, uh, yeah, I can actually do other stuff. Like, yeah, I can edit my podcast. I can, you know, write. I love writing. For those of you who don't know, haven't figured it out by now, like, you know, doing all of this other stuff I can do. And even yeah, summer twenty twenty one, I was trying to focus actually back on reading. I love reading, and I just yeah, and I always say I never have enough time for it, but. You know, but if looking at my phone and, you know, I'm spending like, you know, maybe three or four hours, you know, maybe, yeah, you know, on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, if I'm not doing that for work or for, you know, for other stuff like my content, it's like, well, couldn't I spend that time doing other stuff? And 
am not even saying that I can't watch YouTube anymore or that, yeah, no, I have to be banned from Instagram. I'm not saying that. And, you know, to clarify for those listening, but rather, you know, if I'm able to spend all this time doing this, imagine how much time I could spend doing other stuff I enjoy as well. Definitely. It's good to, you know, sometimes just take a break from the monotony of some things like even if you are going to school like i guess try to like find different ways to incorporate exercise into your habits one thing that i found when i was doing school is that it was kind of hard other than the walking to like that one class that i would go to which is recitation i wouldn't even go to it every week and walk to like halls for studying you know food and stuff like that that was about the only exercise I was getting, and I didn't feel like it was enough. So one thing I'm planning to do is try to like sort of break, I guess, sort of a monotonous cycle and try to go for other things, like maybe take some extra time to bike ride campus just for, or to just jog around before um, classes start just to sort of, you know, get energy myself and stuff like that. But it's better to, even though we spend a lot of time on devices, best to um, sort of either minimize that or try to like find different ways to use time that we can spend rather than doing stuff like just um, sitting around, I suppose. Yeah, I absolutely, you know, wholeheartedly agree with that. And and yeah, that's something that I had been working on through the latter half of this year as well. Like really trying to identify how much time I have and just, you know, try to put it to the best use as possible. None of us are perfect. I don't expect anyone to listen to this and, you know, like eliminate screens altogether and, you know, go, you know, go like, you know, figure out time travel and all of this um, fun stuff. Although if someone does find out time travel from this, please let me know. But but I mean, I don't expect any of that. But you know, like you said, it's it's nice to like always work on improving yourself and always you know try to go after everything that you're trying to accomplish. And I think while you know while it won't you know ever be perfect, I think we can always continue to improve. And I think we'll get further than we are you know right now if we if we hadn't. One thing that I would like to mention on the topic of well-being is um, is being aware of like uh, people on the internet, especially if you are a content creator, if you make videos, or if you make podcasts. It's best to be aware that um, there are a lot of people that are out there that are, don't have the best intent with their words so it's best to stay mindful and try to move away from things that may spark negativity it's also a good idea to note the difference between negative negativity and um criticisms because those are two different things and i feel like more people need to be more aware of that in their assessments of what it is what they should avoid and what they should sort of take into account. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And yeah, you know, it's like having done this for you know 
five years, five and a half years by the time this is released, is that, you know, and well, in terms of content creation all around, is that, yeah, a lot of times there will always, there will always be critics and there's always people who will, you know, wish the worst for you. And, but I think, you know, I, I agree with what you said to understand the difference. Um, because I think for some people, like when they leave comments and, yeah, and are saying stuff is that they're not trying to be harmful for you. They're actually just trying to give you feedback and ways for you to improve. Or, you know, maybe even, you know, give you an assessment whether you, you know, you wanted one or not. Whereas in other times, people just really, they just don't care. Um, and so I think to understand the difference of it too, and personally for me, you know, I know that as a content, and I know as weird as this sounds, but as a content creator, it's like, you know, you always want, you know, more viewers, more subscribers and everything like that. And of course, while I would love to continue increasing my, you know, my viewership and everything is that I would, I mean, I would never do that at the expense of the audience and at the expense of, yeah, my own, you know, personal, physical or mental health as well. And so... One of the things that I had done going into 2021 was actually I turned off um, where you can see like how many subscribers there are for my channel. I, maybe one day I will turn it back on, but, and I think I did this for likes as well and certain content as well. And the reason for that was actually because, you know, for me, it's like, I know we are, we, you know, this is 2021 a lot of us really have been spent like the past year or two looking at the numbers trying to assess stuff and you know really trying to understand you know okay well if this is yeah if you have i'm making this up you have 300 subscribers that means eh, you know you're not doing a lot and that's not always the case you know you know quality and quantity aren't always equal and so i think sure. that's one of the reasons and another one too is that yeah i think for a lot of my content i tried to do my best to make sure my content is able to better help you know those listening those watching or whatever the case is i'm doing it for the audience and and i think a lot of times we can become so hung up over certain numbers um that we forget why we're doing this i started content creation to better help others and so for me you know if i'm always looking at the subscriber count trying to get you know, 400, 500, 600, you know, is that I might lose, you know, lose sight of the whole reason I started this. And so that's just a personal thing that I did for myself, you know, is to just not focus on that, that I don't need to look at that as much. Of course, it's always nice to look at analytics and just see where you are, but to not try to judge yourself based off of others, if that makes any sense at all. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's best to keep in mind to be you know just like it's about like what you do and why you're doing it why you're doing it rather than trying to reach like a certain subscriber goal because then you can lose sort of track about what your whole drive is and instead of what instead of putting out content for the people you're trying to like sort of i guess make yourself like a slave to make the numbers and stuff like that and it's just it's just best to focus on what you're doing and why and to keep focus on your ideal goal in the future to increase the quality of your content and make it more enjoyable for people 
Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, wrapping this up, is there any last like thoughts, comments, questions, or anything of that nature that yeah that you would like to say? What we've just talked about already. I mean, other than what we just talked about, I'd say it's just best to you know stay safe on the internet. Make sure you have two-factor authentication. You know, try to um, just know the difference between criticism and what is actually what are people trying to actually get to you and try to sort of ignore that and you know just try and stay safe stay happy and continue to do things that you like to do yeah i really couldn't agree more with that and as for me i would just say that so my final thoughts yeah i would say that in addition to kyle's final thoughts i'd say do what's best for you and yeah always try to you know, do your best to, you know, to do how whatever you think, you know, would be best off for you, but not, but also just because you're being cautious of whether it's, you know, how you use the internet or maybe your time on the internet as well is, yeah, don't be afraid of it also. Like, of course, you should always be cautious. And yeah, as you said, Kyle, you know, make sure that, you know, if someone sends you an offer, especially via email, you know, yeah, you know, be careful when you're searching for it. You know, don't always trust everything that you see. But at the same time, don't be scared. Yeah, it, that does. Just because you're being cautious doesn't mean you need to avoid the internet altogether. You need to, yeah, avoid technology. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is to be careful and yeah, you know, always yeah, you know, really always you know make sure that you know exactly what you're doing and read through everything, especially the fine print when you sign up for websites and stuff. See where your information's going. I'd say that would probably be my closing final thoughts and comments. Oh yeah, well, Kyle, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on co-hosting these four episodes and then guest co-hosting one way back in, I believe, May of 2021. That feels like such a long time ago. Yeah. Like, like, do you even remember that it was that far back? I mean, it felt like it was just like a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's been, it feels not that far back, I remember, but I remember us discussing and it was a good discussion, but it's, it seems far, but close at the same time. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I wish you, yeah, all the best for everything, especially in your studies and the upcoming semester that you have and really yeah enjoy your time and yeah yeah take care and yeah don't forget to yeah have a good time with your family as well Mm -hmm. i definitely will be thank you for having me on oh yeah absolutely and always feel free to come back on the podcast as well i always appreciate having you on it's a pleasure being here thank you absolutely have a wonderful day everyone stay safe stay well and i'll talk to you all later